Hey guys, welcome to the first ever podcast of Stick and Puck, the hockey podcast that brings you all the news throughout the entire NHL, from trades to free agency signings to all of it, to draft picks. But this today is the first episode, so it's only going to be like a 20-minute episode just to, get, just to get straight into it. So let's just get straight into it. So, I'm going to talk about firstly, Vladimir Tarasenko going to the Ottawa Senators. Signing a one one million one year five million dollar deal, last season put up fifty points, eighteen goals, thirty two assists, and uh the year before that in St. Louis he had twenty nine twenty nine points, and he had, he has his career high goals was in two thousand sixteen seventeen, where he has a he had thirty nine goal he had uh fifteen sixteen forty goals thirty four assists for seventy four points. Almost beat that the following year with 39 goals and 75 points, 36 assists. But, here's the thing. This is like an Alex Zubrickett replacement because, as you don't know, Alex Zubrickett was traded to the short weddings by the Ottawa Senators for Dominic Kubelik, defenseman prospect Donovan Tabrango, and a conditional first-round pick in the 2024 and fourth-round pick in the 2024 and a fourth-round 2024 NHL draft. That's what he was traded for. So basically, but Vladimir Tarasenko plays on the right, and I don't think that he could like really like like he could be good because he's a left-handed shot player on the right wing, and Alex Zubrick was a right-handed shot player on the left wing. So basically, can't like can't have to move it around, and Vladimir Tarasenko, who has never played on the left wing, is a tire. Career in his entire ten-year career has not played on the left wing. Will probably have to be forced to play on the left wing sooner or later, and that's kind of going to screw up whoever this needs to like. However, Vladimir Tarasenko was built and how he was scoring. How he had a four-goal season. He had like yeah, that's probably going to screw that up. Uh, so then yeah, so it's a one-year, $5 million deal, and if he doesn't turn out good, he, I mean, he should. He's 31 years old. He He's 31 years old. He has, like, he has, he had 50 points last year. If he if he doesn't turn out, if he turns out, like, Alex to break it, then you can, it's only a one-year deal, so you could chip him off, maybe get some stuff at the trade deadline for him, maybe, like, a, a, a prospect, or you can just let him go at free agency, because it's not, it's, it's not like he's gonna be here. I mean, when I want a long term deal, but yeah, the summer he's he's gonna be thirty two, and he's probably gonna play uh, some of his last years. If maybe with Ottawa, if he resigns, if he's good, and Ottawa wants to resign him, um, yeah, it's probably gonna be one of his last years soon because he's thirty one, and he could sign a, he could sign like a four year contract with. For example, I'll say St. Louis. Let's say he goes back to St. Louis, finds a four four year contract in St. Louis, and he retires at thirty at the end of his contract, thirty six. You really only have like five more good years, and that and that's a lot. But it's it's is it enough for for Stutzla and for Kachuk and for Batherson and for Norris who hasn't played a game in like a year to actually develop? Though I do think that. Devrikit wasn't better because Devrikit was young and he, like, he didn't have what, he didn't have that, that, he wasn't like a veteran, 
I think that he that Harrisico could bring that veteranness that he has. Uh, he won a Stanley Cup with St. Louis in in two thousand nineteen. Like he has, he he's won a Stanley Cup before. He could show the forwards where it's not where I think we lack as the for the auto centers. I think we lack more defensively. But now you have Jacob Chikorin, and you have, uh, you have maybe Jacob Bernard Docker who could come up. You have, uh, Thomas Chabot. You have all those guys I could come up. And Jake Sanderson, who is still, who is twenty two this summer. Like you have those guys on the defensive side, and I think you'll be fine because you got Zub, Zub, Chabot, Sanderson, and Chikorin. Those are your top four. Like that's really good. That's a good top four compared to the all rest of the league. Uh, I think the best top four that I've ever really witnessed was that was when the Avalanche won the cup. They had like Ryan Graves. It was Kale McCarr, Jonathan Taves, Ryan Graves, and like Eric Johnson was on the third line. It's like that was just crazy. Like you have good defensemen that could be top four pairing on the third line. Like they were just stacked that year and they won the cup because they were just that good. So I do. I don't know what he's gonna bring to the table. Honestly, I always gonna bring like a twenty goal scorer, but that could be it. He could bring ten goals and just keep feeding pucks to Sutzla or whatever line he's on. But I really am not sure what he could, what he's gonna bring to the table, and that's that's the problem here with Vladimir Tarasenko because we 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 thought we knew what Alex Debrinkat was gonna bring to the table while the Ottawa Senators traded for him last year. But they, but he did bring what went to the table, and Michael Edlauer, maybe he maybe, maybe Michael Edlauer now the new owner, maybe that changes stuff because apparently Alex DeBrincat was waiting for the new ownership and to be announced, and he'd make a decision him and his agent. So I don't think he likes Michael Edlauer. I think that's why he left more because of the ownership. But hey, we have they have a new owner, maybe. That they switch things up. Maybe Pierre Dorian's gone. Maybe DJ Smith is gone. Maybe they they they're gonna trade away. They're gonna trade away the, the Tiro Psycho in a couple of years. They get draft picks and try to build another like young core group with Stutzla's and it's probably what he's twenty seven and they have like they have core players, young core players coming in. That are drafted the first round that have potential like like Boucher, he Tyler Boucher, he could be coming in. He could be like he is he's he could be twenty six and he could maybe build around, he could be like that guy, the third line guy. But yeah. So I'm gonna stay on the topic of the Ottawa Senators. I'm just gonna go quickly over their deal that says Alex Briquet to the Detroit Red Wings. Uh they they receive Forward Dominic Kubalik, defenseman prospect Donovan Sabrego, conditional first round pick of the twenty twenty four draft, and a fourth round pick of the twenty twenty four draft. That's what they received. Uh, so my problem personally, but it's not Pierdorian's problem because he made the deal. But my problem is Dominic Kubalik. Like I said, I was just talking about Tyler Boucher. Tyler Boucher, he could be a third line player if he want. Like he he could be a third line player. Right now he's going to go into the AHL because he just. Uh, finished the season off with the Auto 67s. He got injured in the World Juniors. Finished the, he did, wasn't able to finish the season with the Auto 67s. In, in one of the, be- the best team in the OHL this season. Uh, 
Guy Boucher, Tyler Boucher, sorry, Guy Boucher, former coach of the Sens, he also went, he went to the Leafs. I'll talk about that probably more in my next episode. But Tyler Boucher, he or Igor Sokolov or Shane Pinto, those guys are fighting for their lives to get a spot at, like, on the Sens. More or less Shane Pinto, but you're a soccer left. You could be a fourth line player, but with Dominic Kubalik, like you're not gonna put Dominic Kubalik in the AHL. He's just too good for that. He he's to be the AHL, and that's just taking away spots, and it's gonna make it harder for the players that we drafted in the first round, like Tyler Boucher, to actually develop fully because he could turn into a bust. We drafted him at the we, the Sens drafted him tenth pick overall, and uh, and it, like we can't have our 10th pick overall be a bust. Like, that's just, like, that's not really it's going to happen. Like, if he was a second liner, like, I'd understand that. But he's, has he hasn't, really, he hasn't even set foot in the NHL, in the NHL, like, ice yet. So, it could be, like, okay, Dominic Kubelik. Or he could just develop the players better because he is, like, he is uh, 25 he signed a four-year, $3.1 million contract as the average at He is 25, uh, Dominic Kubalik, I think. I'm not sure. Alex Abrikia did sign, though, a $31 million contract as an average annual of $7.875 million. Dominic Kubalik, he could develop those guys. Like, he could, uh, he could, he could become better. He's 27 years old, Dominic Kubalik. Uh, he has his contract is uh, is about three million dollars per year, and yeah, that's like all I have to say. He could develop them, but it's like you're not really sure. But yeah, that's kind of it for this trade. And now I'm just gonna go over uh, the Troy Terry situation here. How much? What's happening here with Troy Terry and how is this gonna keep functioning? Uh, Troy Terry, he has a hearing. Uh, upcoming, that he will he will he was being paid. His cap hit was. It was, his cap hit was ninety two hundred nine thousand two hundred twenty five. Uh thousand dollars a year his annual average was one million one point four million and his contract value was seven point seven four five for three years that's what the ducks want to give him they want to give him seven point five million for for three years and Troy Terry is 25 years old right he just had he just had he had two years ago he had a six he had a uh yeah, two years. He this year he had a sixty point season. The year ago, yet he he had a sixty seven goals, sixty seven point season, thirty goal season. If I'm Troy Terry, I'm twenty five. I'm signing a one year deal, and I'm gonna either get traded at the deadline or I'm leaving in free agency because next year I'm a UFA, I'm a I'm a restricted free agent, and I can go wherever I want if I think there's potential, you know, to be with a team, like I. Like, if, if there's potential, maybe I go to New York, or I find a good landing spot, or maybe I go to Colorado, to the Avalanche, you know? 
and also, um, I and he's all he asks he's asking for eight million dollars a year. Uh, I think what he wants is he wants to kind of screw up the Ducks. He wants to screw up the Ducks because they just drafted Leo Carlson, and. $8 million, you can't really afford that if you're the Ducks. You could afford that if you're the Ducks. But then you also have to play Trevor Zegris because this like, Trevor Zegris is on a whole other level. And if you're playing a player that is only like a 60-point scorer, he's only been he's only had 60 points for two seasons. All his other seasons, he hasn't been above he hasn't even been above 25 points for all his other seasons. But the last two seasons, he's been 61. He's had 60 points. Above 60 points. You're paying a guy who could maybe get you 60 points. Or not. Like. You're paying him. You want to, He's asking for $8 million And if I'm the Ducks. I'm not paying him $8 million. If I'm Troy Terry. I'd, he wants $8 million. If I'm Troy Terry. Like I said before. I'm just taking the $4.5 million a year. I'm taking $4.5 million. And I'm begging it in. I'm getting the cash that I need. And I am leaving this organization. I'll let... Other people take it. Uh, also, because Troy Terry lost eight million, then you also have to pay Trevor Zegers, who's on another level. Maybe Leo Carlson becomes really, really good, and you have to pay him maybe Carter McDavid money. You have to pay him like nine million a year. He's that's kind of putting the Ducks in a tough spot. And I think Troy Terry is gonna be like, I want to stay here. I love this organization, so they're gonna have to force to be trade Trevor Zegers and something like that. And then he's gonna become the star. Well, that's what he thinks, but I mean that's what I think, but. Yeah, I just think Troy Terry does not deserve $8 million a year. $8 million a year for Troy Terry is way too much. Especially for that. So yeah, that's what I think about this Troy Terry situation. And the next thing we're going to talk about uh, is going to be the Philip Gustafson contract. Philip Gustafson has just earned $3.9 million a year. He signed with the he is signed with the Minnesota Wild, and he is 25. He has a three-year contract, so he's going to be UFRA. He's going to be a restricted free agent like, in three years. And I think that he could be really good. I really do. I think that he has talent. This year he won. He played 39 games. He had... Uh, he, he played 39 games. He had 22 wins, 9 losses. 22 wins and 9 losses. And, and, uh, for a backup goal, you played 39 games. Like, that's really good for Philip Gustafson. I mean, he is 25, and he should be, like, a good goalie. But if you go back to the last time when he played with the Sens, he, not crisis, he only won five games. And in the AHL, he played 20 games, he won 11. Like that was really good numbers because I, I bet you he played nine ga- last he played eighteen games with the with the, Ottawa Senators in two thousand twenty one when they had the goalie crisis where all their goalies got hurt. Philip Gustafson did end up getting hurt, but he played five. He he lost twelve games and played five. He lost twelve games. He played eighteen games. He lost five games, and he tied one. So he probably lost it. He. Lost one in overtime. This year, that's a completely different story. 22 games, in 39 games played, he has 22, 22 wins, 9 losses, and 7 OT losses. That's like, 
a big step up from the last time he's played in the NHL. And I'm going to say this, and it's not going to be the last time you hear this, but Philip Gustafson could be an NHL starter. You, but he just needs to go to a team that doesn't have a good goaltender situation. And right now, he's kind of in the middle of that. Because uh, the Wild, they have Mark andre Fleury. Fleury, he's going to retire soon. But right now, Fleury is still, like, he's still there. He's still here, and he's still going to play for a couple more years. Maybe this could be last year, but we don't know. But Fleury, he's, as, as long as he's there, uh, as long as Fleury is there, Philly Gustafson does not play. So, I'm just going to talk about here this Arizona, Coyote, Arizona Coyotes uh, pretty, like, ridiculous deal. So, the Arizona Coyotes have... $1.6 million is the cap face left, right? So, the Coyotes for Jack McMaid has struck a new two-year deal, and the original report suggested that the AAV will be $1.6 million. $1.6 million, that's exactly the much they have left. But the, that's his cap hit. And, but then, but then, Elliot Freeman did post a deal, and then actually, about, uh, about a cup, about like an hour later, he says that I've told the actual number is one point one and a half million one one point five five nine one point five nine 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 million dollars a year. One dollar under the cap. One dollar under the cap. That's the deal that the Arizona Coyotes have made. Decide Jack McBain. Like Jack McBain, he had. 26 points in 82 games this year. He had 12 goals and 14 assists. And they were signing, and they, and I guess they really want him. He is 23 years old. He's a center. He's 200 pounds, 6'3". He's from Canada. He's from Toronto. He played, he played in the NCAA. He was U18 Canada. Yeah, like... I don't know what to say. Just a really, really weird deal. And they're just going to do it like that, I guess. Now, I'm just going to go really quickly over the top 20 point leaders. As I'm scrolling down, I see Eric Carlson, the highest-ranked defenseman. And then I see Tim Stutzla, right higher than William Nylander. And he's also ranked higher than, I'm pretty sure, Austin Matthews. Yeah, Austin Matthews is ranked... 22nd with 85 points. Tim Stutzla has 39, had 39 goals and 51 assists in 82 games. And 78 games. Well, Matthews, 74, but he had he had 85 points. Do I think Austin Matthews, because he did play four games, is going to get five points? Maybe. But still, Austin Matthews is in his prime. He just scored 60 goals last year, and now he is scoring 40 goals. And that's still something... But Tim Stutzler, 39 goals. And if he had played one extra game, I bet you he probably would have scored 40 goals. And that should show you that people that hate on Tim Stutzler don't think he's that good. That he is actually, the talent is there. He's capable of capable of competing with everybody in the NHL. And I'm just saying that Tim Stutzler is really good. He's not like a fluke. But if I keep scrolling, I see Claude Giroux there. He had ninety eight he had seventy nine points 
in the year, and he had and also, uh, I keep scrolling. Kevin Fiala, who could have possibly been the other Alex Rebrink kit, had seventy two. Alex Rebrink had sixty six. He had twenty seven goals, thirty nine assists. Alex Rebrink in eighty two games, but also Alex Rebrink and the Sens had an injury prone year. Josh Norris was really hurt, and he made a big impact in like the five games that he played this year. He made a big impact in all of those games. So, yeah. That's just that. Okay, and let's go to the last subject of today. Pierre-Luc Dubois traded to the Kings. Traded to the Kings by the Jets. And he gets an eight-year, $68 million contract. Pierre-Luc Dubois was traded to the Los Angeles Kings by the Winnipeg Jets. For forwards, Gabe Velarde, Alex Ayafalo, and Ramses Kupari, and a second-round pick in the 2024 draft. Let's just go over their stats really quickly. Gabriel Velarde, he had 41 points this year, 23 goals, 18 assists. That's Gabe Velarde's stats. Alexander Ayafalo, he was pretty good. He had 36 goals and 22 points. He used to be really good. He had 36 points this year. Uh, and Ramses Kupari, he played, he had 15 points. So 36, 36, 15, and 41. Pierre-Luc Dubois, he had 63 points. Do I think that the LA Kings are getting scared because they said too much? I do, because if you look at the stats and you combine all the players together this year, Pierre-Luc Dubois' stats aren't that good. Though Pierre-Luc Dubois is 25, he was going to hit free agency and become a UFRA uh, this year, but now he is going. To, he is a belongs to the LA Kings. And as I look at it, I think Columbus managed the situation really well. They got Patrick Laine returned. Patrick Laine, he hasn't been as productive as he was with the, uh, with the, uh, with, he hasn't been productive as, he hasn't been that productive, uh, as he was with the Jets in his first year. I mean, he, this year he had, he had 52 points, but when he was playing with Winnipeg, he had 64 points. He had 70 points, 50 points. And they got traded to Columbus, and he had like his first year, he got traded to Columbus, and he had he had twenty one points. And though Patrick Laine hasn't been playing to what everybody thought he was going to be, and how people expected him to be, Columbus just like they did a very good job with this. Patrick Laine, he is under contract. He they avoided the Pierre Dubois situation because. Uh, because I don't think that the Columbus Blue Jackets want to sign them. Patrick Laine signed a four-year, $34 million contract with the Columbus Blue Jackets last year. The contract has a cap hit of $8.7 million, and he submits a 10-team no-trade list. Do I think that this is worse, this is a bad deal? Yes, I really do. I think this is a bad deal, but I think they lucked out because... 
Patrick Lade is only a four deal, while Pierre Luc Dubois is a is a is a, is a it's like a seven year deal. And Pierre Luc Dubois, his numbers have not been great. He's his good numbers. So in twenty twenty two, he put up sixty points, sixty three, and other than that, he in twenty nineteen he had sixty one points. Patrick Lade will hit free agency, and he will leave Columbus. Pierre Luc Dubois is kind of stuck in a spot where it could be like a Jeff Skinner contract where he's so good that he doesn't become that good. And Patrick Laine, as I look at his stats here, Patrick Laine, he has been kind of on the upcline as he had 21, 21 years old. He was he had 21 points, and then he he kept going up, and he 21 points. He, then he had 56, and now he has 52. He's kind of going up. He had... He had fifty six goal. He had fifty six points in fifty six games played, and he's he's not scored as much, but he's assisted a lot, and I think that'll be good because they have Fantilli, and a former like, like top three second round pick, top three overall pick, top three overall pick, with a top three overall pick. Patrick Lyon just show how the NHL works and how everything will work, and I think that's gonna be the veteran presence that Adam Fantilli will need to turn this. Columbus Blue Jackets team around. So yeah, that's it for this episode of Stick on Stick and the Stick and Puck. Hope you guys enjoyed it.